0: time one of my favorite times of the week it's time for the cummins real estate group show with michelle 1l cummins and myself curtis pope and i guess this week if i'm right it's the market snapshot
1: market snapshot i got it right all right
0: what do we got this week michelle
1: happy saturday morning everyone we have April stats because they're out now. So the Fraser Valley Real Estate Statistics came out May 2nd. A slower market is still attracting buyers in the Fraser Valley. Our, processed, uh, our board processed 1,383 sales of all property types on the Multiple Listing Service in April. That's a 13.3% increase compared to sales in March. It's a 19% decrease, though, compared to the sales in April of last year. Detached homes under $1 million dollars and attached homes ranging from 400 to 700,000 continue to attract buyers in the Fraser Valley. Townhome sales in Abbotsford increased by almost 60% compared to March and were on par with last year's April sales. A slower, stable market has had a positive impact on affordability in our region. Prices of typical residential homes in the Fraser Valley have decreased between 5 and 6% in the last year. In the last three months, benchmark prices have either plateaued or even experienced a small recovery. The average number of days to sell an apartment and a single-family detached home in April was 37 days and 31 days for townhouses before selling. So in Abbotsford specifically, and I like to look at the benchmark price because it's more of a realistic uh, price point than an average price. So the benchmark prices, first in Ab- Abbotsford, detached homes, 800 and 5500 that over last year is minus 2.4%. So not too bad. For uh, the month from uh, February, no, March to April was 0.7% increase. And uh, that's for detached for townhouses, minus 3.5% over the last year. So 390000 uh, Over the last month, it was 0.4% increase. And for apartments, it's actually gone down in the last year, 7.5% it's at 320700 And over the month to month, it's up 2.1%. Now in Mission, the benchmark price, detached homes, are at 655700 That's minus 4.4% over last year. And month to month, 1.5% increase. For townhouses, it's at $450,000. That's 1.1% well, uh, increase from last year and 1.4% from the month before. And apartments for Mission are at 343700 That's minus 0.8% from the year before and up 1.6% month to month. And lastly, let's look at Langley. Benchmark prices for detached homes are at 985900 and that's minus 5.9% from the year before. So that's where that 5 to 6% in the whole Fraser Valley. Same thing with some other, uh, there's Delta and Surrey as well. But month-to-month, month, detached uh, benchmark prices in Langley, actually minus 0.1%. Now, townhouses in Langley are at 492700 and that's minus 6% from a year before. So Langley's uh, filling the hit a little bit more than Abbotsford Emission. and Mission. Uh, and for month-to-month, month, it's up 1%. And for apartments in Langley, year-over-year, year, minus 7.3%. You'd think apartments in all areas would have gone up. But no, minus 7.3%. It's at 420,000 right now. And month over month, it's actually up 0.7%. So that's Langley. And then lastly, let's have a look at uh, Surrey. Now, Surrey is a big, big municipality. There's a lot of sub-areas in it. But let's just look at overall city of Surrey. So we're at a million dollars and sixty-three thousand almost year over year, minus 4.9%. And month over month, minus 0.3%. Townhouses, 568,000. That's minus 5.2% year over year, but it's up 0.8% month over month. And lastly, apartments. We've got 438,200. That's minus 6% year over year. And month to month, minus 0.2%. So that's the market snapshot.
0: All right. Well, we should probably get right to our guest now. And since you are world famous for your introductions, let's have that Michelle Cummins introduction.
1: We have Chris from The Grounds Guy. He owns uh the abbotsford and the well, really the fraser valley area and i wanted to bring chris in because you know i like bringing in uh service providers in our area that help benefit me and my clients lives and i happened to call chris and and i really needed a landscaper and i need a good one reliable one and he he answered my phone call he answered my questions he got me the quote that i needed and i really appreciated that and on his um i've had reviews, I've looked at reviews, and he's, he just has great reviews online, and he's local, um, living on a, on a farm in Abbotsford, in Matsqui. actually. He started his business in January 2012, and his wife uh, comes from a horticultural background. His family owns a local, uh, the wholesale nursery, and, uh, and he's worked in varying greenhouses prior to landscaping for almost 20 years. Uh, He's a fair bit uh, of construction experience as well. Growing up in a family where his dad built houses for almost 60 years. And The Ground Guys currently does a lot of maintenance in strata complexes, commercial sites, and larger residential properties. He serves uh, offerings include everything from lawn and garden care to fertilizer and weed control, softscape lighting and irrigation installations and maintenance. And currently he has five crews out there uh, and all the equipment to support the, support it. And I was saying thank you so much for taking the time to come on a Saturday morning and share your expertise and your services that you provide to our listeners, Chris.
2: Well, it's uh, I'm very excited to be here. It's good to be part of this. So thanks thanks for the invite. Well, we're oh, happy to get you.
0: you out from the outdoors for a change because, I mean, I <laughs> imagine you're pretty busy out there with uh, all this work you
2: guys do. Well, when the sun comes out, the phone starts ringing. That's for sure. I so, would imagine so.
1: Yes. Could you share uh, your vision with our listeners?
2: Well, as part of our vision as, a, as an employer, one of the things that we really want to do is we want to become the employer of choice in our industry. And that might sound a bit odd. You know, it's not really a business-related goal, but, uh, but we want to we create opportunities for our staff to benefit themselves, to learn, to grow, um, and to do that in a safe environment and uh, have the opportunity to do that. So that's our, that's our vision for our company. Um, and then, as far as our mission goes, uh, we want to we want to create a remarkable experience for our clients. So, uh, we want to be proactive in managing their landscape. We want to be we want to be the ones that they they call for all of their service needs when it comes to landscaping, and uh, and we just want to be the right company, the right pick with the right people, uh, the people that smile, the people that are having a good time, people that enjoy what they're doing, and uh, that's. That's the company that we strive to be.
1: Well, some of the reviews I saw online uh, mentioned hardworking, competent, careful, very important um, aspects when you're hiring a landscaper. And the grounds guys are very friendly, and we are very happy with the work this this far. I've heard that. Um, and then another review that I read was his prices are fair, his work is impeccable, and he does exactly what he says. And so many times I've experienced, I mean, we all have um, service providers, providers. Uh, customer care just isn't what, what it used to be, I'd like to say. So it really stands out when all of a sudden you do you rise above the others. So I really noticed that and obviously uh, those who have hired you have noticed that too. And I like on your website, you say, as an extension of your home, a well-maintained landscape can increase property value. In addition to curb appeal, proper design and landscape implementation can also prevent damage to your property and it is so true and I'm learning that right now with my new property, one of my new properties. Um, so some of the great upgrades for Great appeal. could you share some of those with us?
2: Well, um, just to just to go back a little bit, one of the things that we realize as a company is that we're in people's personal space. So when it comes to uh, to working on their properties, we're in their personal space, in their homes, right? Uh, whether that's a strata or whether that's a residential property. Commercial's a little bit different, but uh, there's a number of things. When when you think about the value of your home, you just went over um, the value of a, a um, single-family residence nowadays. And when you think of uh, of the value of your home, how can you keep that value? Uh, one of the main things that you can do is is just by maintaining the shrubs and the grass and, and everything that's around your house, of course. Um, and a big part of that that people don't realize is uh, plants, grass need water. it might sound obvious, but uh installing an irrigation system in your in your house uh is has huge impact on how successful your landscape's going to be. yeah
1: tell me about that i 've got so many dead plants because i didn't have time to water them last year
2: well, and often people call us and they say, "Can you fertilize our lawn? Uh, my grass is not growing well, you know what the first thing that your grass probably needs is water. Um, And when you look at the city, the local municipalities, they all have water restrictions in place. Mm. Um, To be able to water from, you know, usually from 4 to 6 or 4 to 8 in the morning, uh, you need to have a controller in place that can do that. Um, And nowadays, too, with irrigation, there are so many different Irrigation controllers out there that are Wi Fi enabled. Uh, they can, you can control oh, that's them. That's so neat. You can control them from your computer or from your phone.
1: That's what I need. Um,
2: and almost any existing irrigation system can be upgraded to that as well. So if you have an irrigation system and you're worried about how efficient it is, uh, there's a couple of things that can be done. First of all, we can install a Wi Fi controller so that you have ultimate control over it. Uh, so if it's raining, you don't want your irrigation to run. You can just turn it off does, from your phone.
1: Does that work if you're on a well as well?
2: <laughs> uh, that, yeah, it would work from a well as well for sure. Um, and water uh, water volume is a little different from a well. So there's a whole bunch of other factors to consider um, with a well in particular, like like refreshment rate of your well and that <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so it's uh, you know, I think that. As far as uh, you know, one of the one of the main upgrades, if you want if you want to have a nice landscape around your yard, you need to have an irrigation system installed of some kind.
1: So this um, new listing um, that I have up on Mount Woodside, I was telling you before we went on to air, yeah. uh, like an hour and a half tour is it takes because it's garden paradise, Chinese gardens, Zen garden, all the, but irrigation throughout the fifteen acres, all throughout. So I, w- I was really wondering because I think this would be brilliant to do bring in the Wi Fi for it. Absolutely, because there's so much irrigation on this property.
2: With with Wi-Fi controllers, it, uh, some of them are actually um, they interact with weather, the local weather stations as well. So if if they realize that uh, that that it has rained in the past week and your plants have enough water already, uh, it'll either reduce the amount of watering. Or it will, uh, or it will stop the watering from happening. So if you're, if you're on a well, you're worried about your water volume, or if you're on city water and you're paying for your water, um, a Wi-Fi controller will make a huge difference. Smart. See, that's that
1: my my fault. I either water too much or I don't water enough.
2: Yes.
0: That's a common problem, I think. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at the clock here. I think we have to take a quick break here. But before we do, Chris, what's your website if people want to get more information about what you guys do?
2: Uh, You can look us up at uh, um, www.groundsguys.ca. We're under the Abbotsford listing. Or you can look us up at neighborly.ca as well.
0: Excellent. And Michelle, your address again?
1: michellecummins.ca.
0: All right. We're back with more right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with uh, Michelle Cummins and myself, Chris Pope, and we have Chris here. Now, Chris, we were talking a bit about uh, about lighting and that you guys do that with your company for um, people's yards. Now, there's a little more to having lighting in your backyard than just patio lancers hanging from your your deck. Um, you can get in-ground lighting and, and all kinds of stuff, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I think the thing that people you see popping up everywhere is you see uh, you know, the solar lamps coming up. Um, people buy them at the local hardware store. Uh, you know, and they, they serve a purpose, but, uh, but if you want to have a real lighting system installed, again, we've got, uh, enabled fi enabled controllers out there as well that, uh, if you want to time it for a certain part of the day and you want to adjust it on your computer or on your phone, you can adjust your lighting from there. Um, but these are professional lighting systems that we're talking about. There's all kinds of ways to light up the front entrance of your house, uh, to light up a patio area for those, uh, weekend evenings when you have friends over, um, and there's just, uh, the, it just creates an ambience, whether it's around your hot tub or on your patio or the front entrance of your house. It makes things warm, inviting, and just a place where people want to come. So there's great opportunities there, too. And when you think about resale of your house, those are the kinds of things that people would get excited about.
1: I was just going to say, as a luxury marketing specialist, and when you see those listings that are dusk and you see those lights just placed perfectly around the landscaping, it makes such a huge difference with That's the right. appeal and the equity value that you get.
2: And with the controllers that are out there, you can actually set your schedules to run different on a weekday versus on a weekend. If you're mm. if you're you know typically home all weekdays long and you're early to go to bed, set the timer to to um, for that as well. And then for the weekends, if you're having friends over or whatever, then you want to set it a little bit later. It's easy to do. You can just adjust it from your phone. Chris, Excellent,
1: Chris. I wanted to ask you about uh, seasonal color. I saw on your website, and I was that intrigued me. What does that mean?
2: So seasonal color um, often is referred to as as uh, annual plantings. So whether it's petunias or um, calabrocha or, or whatever it is, uh, but it just adds color throughout the summer. Um, so when you when you do plant any kind of annuals, you're definitely going to want to be able to irrigate those plants. That's for sure. Um, the other way to approach that is to plant shrubs, which are typically a lot hardier, um, can can tolerate less water and that sort of thing. Uh, things like roses or Barbaries, uh provide some great color in the summer, and it's long-lasting color. Uh, hydrangeas, uh, they add a lot of color as well. Um, and, and so when you're thinking of seasonal color, when it, like if you were to replant uh, plants around your house, you want to be thinking about what, what's going to provide color in the winter, whether it's a, a red twigged dogwood or, um, or a holly or something like that with some berries on it or a yew with some berries on it. Um, and then what's going to give us good color in the fall or what's going to give us good color in the summer um, so that you have seasonality of color. That's why I like uh, hiring
1: the expertise because uh, you're an expert at colors and how they bloom and when they bloom and, and all that. So it's it's uh, worth its weight in gold hiring a professional to do what you know what to do.
2: Yeah, and there's some great websites out there too. Um, great product lines, you know, whether it's Proven Winners or Blooming Easy or whatever it is. Um, you know they've got some great websites that combine different colors, uh, will, and will give you an idea of when they actually bloom and that sort of thing as well. So um, there's uh, there's you know the 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 plant breeders and and the plant producers they're really uh, they're really striving to, to reach the local consumer so,
1: and bark mulch. Um, you mentioned that you don't want to use landscape fabric when installing that, and can you say, uh, mention why? Because I didn't know that before. You, you know took-
2: we come across a lot of a uh, lot of homeowners that. Have decided that bar- that the landscape fabric will be a weed inhibitor, so they'll put the landscape fabric down, um, and then they'll put bark mulch over top of it. Yeah. Now, as as a landscaper, as a company that does a lot of maintenance, um, that fabric can become so painful for us. Uh, often, if you were to drive just just bring a rake across it, or or a hoe, or anything like that, um, once you start to hook into that landscape fabric, mm-hmm. it just starts to come up. I've seen it time and time, and time there's again. There's yeah. no way to cover it again. Um, and it defeats the purpose, so the landscape fabric might hold the weeds down for one to two years, but eventually that, that bark mulch will break down. Um, and if you have the landscape fabric there, the, the bark mulch won't mix in with the soil at all, which is one of the huge benefits of using bark mulch. Um, and the weed seeds will start to fall on top of the bark mulch that's broken down, and you'll, you'll get weeds on top of the bark mulch got again, a bit of and, then you've got a, and then you've got a continual problem there. And then, and then one day you're going to want to rip all that landscape fabric out and then you got to dispose of it. So, um, you know, really bark mulch is great for water retention and with the water restrictions that we have, it really helps with that. It helps with weed control. It creates uniformity around all of your gardens. It just kind of helps everything blend in together. Um, and it just, it, it you know, as it breaks down, it releases good nutrients into the soil and it actually, you know, loosens up the soil as well. So bark mulch, it's a good, cheap way to upgrade your property for sure
1: and it returns the nutrients to the soil you were saying and so just don't use the, the landscaping fabric
2: i would say i you know we always recommend that you don't if okay. you're putting down a rock or something like that like a river rock or something like that we always use fabric underneath the river rock to keep it separate from the soil but with bark mulch you want that bark mulch to fall right on the soil and you want it to to work effectively there well now
0: you what- mentioned weeds now weeds can be a real problem here in our environment oh, yeah. here in the valley yeah. and once uh once dandelions get in your yard they are a battle to get out is there any trade secrets you can give us to try to fight these things
2: uh you know the if you want to have uh if you want to have a green lawn if you want to have good grass then what you want to do is you want to you want to have uh, healthy grass to start because when you have healthy grass often it crowds crowds out the weeds so if you are um and, and a big part of a healthy lawn is to have irrigation in your lawn. Um, If you're not watering that lawn in the summer, I think uh, over the past three summers, we've had some fairly high drought conditions where we've had six to eight weeks of no rain. Um, And there are some weeds that just thrive in those conditions. When the grass goes dormant, the weeds take over, and it's very difficult to spray in those conditions because it's too hot. And but if you're able to keep that grass thriving and growing throughout the summer, uh, then you'll crowd out the weeds and uh, and you'll reduce the amount of spraying that has to be done. Here in Avisford we're still allowed to spray f- selectively for weeds and grass. Uh, some municipalities, some provinces don't even allow for that anymore.
1: And what um, about so- the ever-increasing invasive plant of the blackberries taking over everything? How do you deal with that when it...
2: Oh, that's I've dealt with that.
0: That is not fun. It took took us a couple of years of battling through that to get through them. A lot of scars from that, mental and physical.
2: Yeah, and and they say that. Uh, to be honest, we don't we don't encounter it too much. We have some properties where it's around the periphery of the property, but uh, but if you're able to if you're able to to use a spray on them uh, to do that in the fall when it actually goes down into the roots and kills the plant. Um, and other than that, you know, it's just to keep on hitting them back with a hedge trimmer or with a line trimmer or something and just... So
1: cut uh, them down back a little bit, then 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 spray them in the fall.
2: Yeah.
0: I found a machete was very
2: therapeutic, just going in and hacking
0: at them. It (laughs) was like just good stress release.
2: (laughs) Good tip. And and the other thing about blackberries is if you do cut them, you want to pick them up as soon as possible because once they start to dry up, then the thorns get, uh, they get even worse. So... You know, that's a bigger issue. Yet.
0: Learn not when the hard way too. <laughs> oh, they're easier when they're dry. No, they're not.
1: <laughs> what are yeah. some things to avoid? Because we've been about uh, great landscaping tips, but what are some things to avoid when you're landscaping?
2: You know, one one of the biggest growth. things that we come across is uh, people that call us and say, hey, could you prune our hedge? You know, the snow fell on it over the winter, and uh, and now we have all these branches that have fallen out. And when we come to a site like that, quite often those hedges have not been pruned Uh, frequently enough and when they become misshapen then um, then the snow begins to fall on them and the branches start to fall out with the weight of the snow and uh, so to me a big part of of landscaping and one thing you want to do is you just want to make sure that you stay on top of pruning and making sure that your garden is tended Um, uh, when i think of shrubs as well uh, we live in a place here in abbotsford where you can cut you can prune very hard in this environment that we live in here I grew up in Ontario and things just grow way slower there uh, compared to here. So, But when it comes to maintaining your yard, you just want to make sure that you're actually uh, replacing some of the old shrubs slowly. Um, You want to maintain those hedges because if you have to replace the hedge one day, that gets very costly. You have to remove them and then replace them. Um, But if you maintain them every year, then they'll stay healthier. Um, And then the other thing, uh, um, you want to make sure that, you know, when you do pick plants that you want to replace plants in your garden, that you think about how big they will become at maturity. Um, if you plant plants, uh, you know, one day you're planting a two gallon and it grows to be five, six feet high. Um, Are you prepared for that? That's an
1: often mistake I see in many landscaping Absolutely. Many homes, yeah. You
2: know, doors get, well, not doors so much, but windows get covered and and, uh, areas get covered that you wouldn't have expected, and people don't know what to do with that plant at that point.
1: The plants grow into each other.
2: There are a lot of dwarf plants that have been bred just to grow slowly and to stay more compact, so people need to start considering those as well. Yeah. So...
1: (laughs) And and uh, this this new property I got it's got like five ponds as well. Do you have any tips about ponds? Do you, you put ponds in and yeah, maintain so, ponds?
2: Yeah, so so ponds are a unique thing. There are some people there are some people in this world that just love ponds mm-hmm. and, and they frogs, love, ribbit ribbit. Yeah, they love to take care of them. They love to hear the waterfall and and ideally, I think a lot of us we have this vision of sitting beside the gentle flowing water and but ponds take a lot of maintenance. And when people put a pond in, they have to realize that it's going to take a lot of maintenance to keep that going, to keep the algae out or keep the fish alive or to keep the plants alive, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, as a long-term investment, if, if you have a home that you think that you're going to be living in for a long time and you love the idea of a pond, that's a great, maybe a great investment. But uh, uh, if it's a home that you think you might not live in for a while, it might become a burden for the next homeowner. and It might become something that has to be negotiated out of the contract when you buy a home just because of the maintenance that uh, are required. I don't know how many times we've filled in ponds for people. You know, really? they bought this house and now they've got this pond. They don't know what to do with it. They don't have an interest in it. So... Can you please come in and fill this in for us? We want to put a concrete patio over this or whatever it is.
1: Do you get that call regarding in-ground pools as well?
2: (laughs) Well, we don't deal with pools so much, but I Mm -hmm. would think that that'd be another one. Same thing where people, I think pools are a little bit different for people because more people like to have a pool. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but. I'm sure it could be very similar, anyways. Yeah. Yes. Well, exactly. looking at the clock here, we're uh, we're just about running out of time, Michelle. Okay. I know.
0: Oh. It's a, yeah, we could talk <laughs> about this all day because we're learning stuff about weeds and and uh, ponds and all this kind of stuff. But again, Chris, what if? Uh, what, where, where do people have to go if they want to find out more information about you and your company?
2: Yeah. So we're online. Uh, if you just go to GroundsGuys.ca or Neighborly.ca, we're part of a bigger group as well that services all kinds of other parts of your home. And uh, if you want to find us there, that great place to look. All right, Michelle, what's your web address again?
1: MichelleCummins.ca.